Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As we said, we are going through our draft team that we drafted on Saturday afternoon. So we are going through it in three parts. Picks 1 to 6, then we're going 7 to 12, and then 13 to 18. We'll go through all of those picks today on the podcast. Three separate potties. So you can go and listen to whichever section you would like. Uh, already dropped uh, par my picks 1 to 6 earlier today. So that's there for you guys to go and have a listen to if you want. All pretty smooth sailing there. Pretty happy with how all of that played out. Some guys got taken uh, from under me at the last minute. Uh, but for the most part, I'm very happy with how those first few picks went. Uh, it did get a little bit hairy after that. Now, I already explained in the podcast before all the details. But after round 10, Supercoach completely shit itself on us. And we had to actually restart the whole thing. Thankfully, we had them all written, all of our picks written down. So we were able to just go through and pick it all again, but it was very fucking stressful. It was a lot, uh, and it kind of threw me a little bit. <laughs> I think it, uh, I, I think it forced me into a couple of poor picks late, like just after that and whatnot. Didn't handle it overly well. Uh, now I had pick one, so I had Nathan Cleary, but then I also had back to back picks throughout the whole thing. We do a one minute timer, so picking um, picking two players on the trot under a minute was tough. But what we did at the end of every round was we paused it so that everyone could write their thing up. So it gave me an extra two or three minutes to make my second pick, which was fantastic. I love that. But once Supercoach shit itself, we made the decision to stop pausing the draft uh, just not to take the risk anymore. So that made life very difficult. And that kind of shook me a little bit. But that's the reality of having first pick. You've got to make you know two quick decisions. You've got time leading up to it. Uh, but I probably could have handled that a little bit better. I think I sort of got a little bit comfortable having the pausing. And then when it went away, uh, kind of struggled to uh, adapt to that. So uh, yeah, so I, that's something that I, I probably need to improve on in the future. If I ever get pick one or last pick, uh, who was in the exact same situation. Situation as well. Uh, so I went through my first six earlier today on the podcast. You can go and have a listen to that if you would like. Now we'll dive into uh, pick number seven. Now pick number seven, I was happy with this one. Uh, as I said, a lot of my strategy this year is picking guys that are going to be available uh, at the back end of the season. So guys that, you know, one, don't have a buying grand final week, 
Two, that I don't think their team is going to be locked into finals, so they'll be resting guys. I think they'll just play them out. So pick number seven, I went for another dual position forward, 2RF slash front row forward, uh, Jack DeBellin from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, I look at their forward pack this year, and I just think uh, that this guy has to play big minutes. There is just not much doing there. I think he's the only real guy on this side that can play big minutes, to be honest with you. So Jack DeBellin, I'm expecting him to play 60-odd minutes. When he plays 60 minutes, uh, you can just about lock him in for a 60-point score most of the time. Uh, so he's a guy that I'm happy to grab there. Obviously, the attacking stats, he doesn't have a stack of them. He's playing for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, so that it can make life tough. But you give him the dual position as well. Um, I I, I, th- I think he's going to have a pretty good year, to be honest with you. So Jack DeBellin, I took him there. The dual position I really like. Uh, I think he shifts into the front row, which his scores there are pretty good. I think that a Jack Bird might play 13 when he's available and fit. I thought that, that worked really well last year. Uh, so games will be played in the front row, 78, 45, 56, 46, 60, 69, 54, 64, 72. Uh, so I don't mind him there. So Jack DeBellin took him as the dual position guy. I've already got Joe Tapanay, who's dual position, uh, but I just don't think you can ever have too many of these guys. And this, I sort of made the decision by this point that I'm probably not going to have the gun CTWs that I thought I would. A lot of those guys got taken uh, a little bit earlier than what I thought they would. Uh, so I'm not sure if guys went earlier or if maybe I uh, underappreciated those guys, but a lot of CTWs went a lot earlier than what I thought. I actually thought that the guy that drafted next to me as well, Steve, who does draft work for the Supercoach Playbook, I noticed at the back end of the night that his CTWs were pretty low as well, same as mine. So it was interesting. I think that the guys he had his eye on, they probably went a little bit earlier as well. So I think we've both got really good forward packs. But Jack DeBellin, obviously a dual position guy. I had him in my back row because uh, I wanted to save a front row pick until my last pick and keep to that strategy to some extent. Could have put him in the front row, which actually in hindsight is what I should have fucking done, which was really dumb. Another lesson that I learnt during this draft, which I think I should have learned that lesson last year as well. But you're always learning, which is always good. Uh, but Jack DeBellin, I picked him. I think he'll be a sort of 60-point guy this year for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, 31 years old, not, not getting any younger. Uh, but I just think in that pack, he has to play huge minutes there. So JDB with dual position, uh, he was my pick there at number seven. Now, This is the one that I look back and think, what the fuck were you doing? And I think I sort of pushed myself into a little bit of a panic because... Um, because I didn't have many CTWs. All I had at this point was Campbell Graham. So I was looking for another CTW. Um, and I ended up going for a guy that I had on my list that I really wanted, but I thought I'd get him a little bit later. And I think I got kind of rushed into this decision. I think I went him two to three rounds early, but I sort of thought, fuck, there's a bit of hype around this guy. He scored five, four tries last weekend. Maybe someone will grab him. Can't Piera. I think I safely could have gone him two rounds later. I think outside of... Uh, Kieran Foran. I think he's in for a big year. I think he's a guy that's going to have decent base stats, and I think he's going to score a number of tries for the Gold Coast Titans. So, Carm Piera, he's the sort of guy that's got high upside as well, and I just, I looked at the guys that were left uh, in round eight, and you've got to remember guys, uh, my comp, it's 14 man, um, so by the time you're at pick eight, there's 112 guys that are gone, you know, and as I said, a lot of CTWs went really early, uh, so I just looked at Carm Piera and thought, fuck, I think there's upside in him that I don't know if I'm going to find elsewhere. Hopefully the Titans are a better side this year than what they were last year, and I think they will be. Regardless, they've never had trouble scoring points, and I think down Foz's edge there with... I, I think he might be the fastest guy in the league, Campiera. I think he will do well. So he obviously played in their trial the other night, scored four meaties. I think he will have a lot of games this year where he scores two and three tries, and he's a guy in the City Dovers I'm happy to have there because I knew 
that the CTWs I was going to get later were probably not going to have as much upside. So Carl Piera, maybe I went a little bit early on him there. Maybe I didn't need to go that early. Uh, I, there was a lot of guys in my room that didn't even know who he was, uh, but they weren't the guys I was worried about. It's the guys that do know their footy and know the sort of upside that this guy has. Uh, a lot of people sort of said, oh, will he even hold his spot? I personally think he's a shoe-in to hold his spot in this team. I think he's got so much upside that he has to be there. So Carl Piera, he was my pick eight. So you, uh, that, that was my, my first pick there. Then I had the next pick uh, was number nine. And I still had a bit of a break here, remember? Uh, so this is before it absolutely shit itself, the Supercoach thing. So I went Jack DeBello, Campiera. Then number nine, I had a little bit of a break and I looked around. I didn't have a hooker yet. And I, I was looking going, okay, I need, at this point, I didn't have a hooker. I didn't have a fullback. I needed to get one of those and then just disregard um, the other position, which as you guys know, is my strategy. If you said to me out of the spine, if you had just, did, 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 if you had to disregard one of those positions, the last one I wanted to disregard was fullback. The last one I wanted to. But that was just how this draft played out. So unfortunately, I decided I was going to go for a hooker because uh, I thought I could get better value on a hooker than I could on a fullback. And I just thought, you know what? End of the draft, I'll just grab a fullback uh, that is just a dual position that plays on the wing in first grade, which I'll talk about that in the next podcast, the guy that I ended up getting. But here, I needed a hooker. All the good ones were gone. There was not much left. I went for a guy that I think has got a bit of upside. Will he play 80 minutes? No, but there's not many 80-minute guys left. I went with Sonny Luke from the Penrith Panthers, which once again, a little bit unknown. But as I said on Bloke in a Bar the other day, I think people are underestimating um, just how talented this guy is. And just, like, if you have a look at his stats from last year in New South Wales Cup, I, I think he's going to be a fantastic um, player for the Penrith Panthers. And, you know, I, I spoke about it last year that, you know, Mitch Kenny, I personally don't think he's the guy at hooker. I don't think he can play big minutes there. And I thought that uh, I was proven right the other day when you were having a look uh, at their... At their World Club Challenge, I didn't think he was overly impressive there. Uh, so I, I, I think that Sonny Luke has to play 55 to, you know, 65 sort of minutes. And you know what? I reckon there's a world as the season goes on where he could possibly become an 80-minute guy. Uh, you have a look at his games last year. He played 19 games in the New South Wales Cup last year. Uh, he played 80 in the vast majority of them. There's a couple where he played about 65. But outside of that, he's played 80 minutes and I would say 80% of those games. And his stats from last year were very impressive. Five tries. Seven force dropouts, 20 try assists, 22 line break assists, 22 offloads, uh, made 630 tackles at 93% uh, tackle efficiency and was running for, on average, 75 metres per game. So for a hooker, I absolutely love that. Do I think he's going to be the top tier sort of hooker? No, I don't. But I think that for where I drafted him, I don't think he'll be that far off these other guys. And I think there will be games where he'll have huge upside. I think he's also a guy that's less likely to get rested. He's a guy that hasn't played in the last two premierships. He's a guy that hasn't played Origin, that hasn't played World Cups, etc., etc. He'll play limited minutes during the season, uh, at the start anyway. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the back end of the season he plays big, big minutes. And I just think he's unlikely to get rested towards the back end of the season. So... Sonny Luke, he was another one like Carmen Piera that I really wanted to get my paws on. I wasn't sure when it was going to be. I think I sort of nailed my timing on Sonny Luke, to be honest with you, in a pretty shallow position like hooker. I think I've managed to get a guy that, one, is in a gun team. 
Two has a lot of attacking upside, and I think that if the Penrith Panthers are fed income about having a crack at this premiership, I think Sonny Luke needs to play decent minutes, and I do think there is a world uh, where he could be an 80-minute guy towards the back end of the season. So I know that Mitch Kenny has served them well, but I just don't think he's got the talent at nine. I don't think he's got the attacking upside, but I think it's very likely that Mitch Kenny plays the opening 20 minutes and then Sonny Luke comes on, even in 60 minutes. Uh, I think Sonny Luke can be a guy in this team that I think the forward pack will be rolling. Uh, I think he can average, you know, 45 to 55 this year. So very, very happy to take a punt on Sonny Luke there. Uh, I think Carm Piera, I probably went a little bit early there, and I'm willing to accept that. But I think that Sonny Luke, I think I got him in the right spot. I actually think there might be uh, a little bit of value there. You look through those games last year in 80-minute game across the season, he was averaging 34 tackles per game. So if he can give me 25 tackles because he's playing less minutes, come up with a couple of attacking stats here and there, a few runs. Uh, I'll be more than happy to take a hooker uh, that late and get and get that from him at pick nine. So you think about all the other hookers in the comp going so early, got a little bit of value in Sonny Luke, but it did mean... Uh, that I had to leave fullback, which was a serious worry. Yeah, it's obviously a very high-scoring position. I'll see what I can find throughout the year, uh, but it is a little bit unorthodox. I'm not stoked about it, but sometimes you've just got to adapt based on the draft, and I thought there was a better player I could get at hooker than what I could get at fullback. So I went for Sonny Luke there, and hopefully it plays out for him. All right, so... Pick seven, Jack DeBellin. Pick eight, Carm Piera. Pick nine, Sonny Luke. Pick ten. This is a guy I really wanted to take a punt on, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out. Luke Garner went, I think, round eight or round nine. I personally think there's a really good chance that Zach Hosking uh, lands on that left edge, and I have heard that he has been training there a little bit. Uh, and I think that based on the performance I saw from Garner the other night, I genuinely do just think there's a world where Hosking could win this anyway. I think defensively, he is a better player. I think Garner offers a little bit more in attack, but fuck, he wasn't impressive the other night, and I thought Hosking was really good in their World Club Challenge. Maybe this pump was too early, but I am... I'm always very keen to take gambles on guys that have huge upside. And I think Hosking, if he does land in this Penrith Panthers starting side, uh, mate, the amount of base stats he gets through is fucking incredible. I'll get up his stats from the World Club Challenge in a moment. But you have a look at his games for the Broncos last year, the few games that he played. Uh, there was one game he started on the edge. He played 80 minutes. He got 57 in base. The next game he played 80 minutes. He got 54 in base. Uh, he played another game on the edge for 80 minutes. He got 55 in base. So in those 80-minute games on the edge. He went 63, 68, 59. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to take a punt on guys with upside, especially guys that are in gun teams. Yeah. And I think that this could be a guy that could prove to be a really good pick this year. There's a lot of things that need to go his way, obviously. I also think that during the time when, for example, Liam Martin's off, you know, playing rep footy, I think he comes into this side. So I think there will be periods of time where even if he doesn't win the left edge, he'll play minutes. I think if there's an injury there or anything, he comes straight in. And I also think that if the Panthers get to the back end of the season, round 27 grand final week, and they're resting guys, I think he comes in and plays 80 minutes on the edge there for the Penrith Panthers. So uh, I'm hoping he doesn't land a bench spot. That'll be a bit of a kick in the dick. But I think there's a genuine chance that he... Uh, he could be a guy that could start for the Penrith Panthers round one on the left edge. So it's a big gamble at pick 10, but I just, as I've always said, I am more than happy to gamble on shit like that if there is huge upside. And I think with this guy, 
there is. It's sort of always how I've picked my teams and how I've played. Um, you know, I spoke about Harry Grant a couple of years ago when him picked five and he was at the Melbourne Storm expecting him to get a shot um, at the West Tigers. He eventually did, which was fantastic. I'm big on picking guys that have upside in good sides. If you have a look at Zach Hosking in their game the other day uh, for the Penrith Panthers against St. Helens, he played 64 minutes, yeah? So 64 minutes. Um, he had 15 runs for 100 metres, and he made 51 tackles. So he's just a guy that's got so much fucking ability and he will just base that the living shit out of it and he's bound to pick up a couple of tries here and there uh, for the Penrith Panthers. So he's a guy I'm really, really excited about, Zach Hosking. I'm hoping on Tuesday, uh, for Teamless Tuesday, that he gets a start there on the left edge. That'd be ideal. But even if he doesn't, uh, he's a guy that I'm happy to be patient with and just see how it plays out. Alright, the next one. Number 11. Pick 11. Uh, I went for Luciano Lelua here. Now, he's obviously uh, in the uh, no-fault-down stand policy or whatever the fuck it's called at the moment. Um, it looks like that court date is set for early May, so we're looking at around about round 11, round 12. Um, I look at Leilua... I'm sort of taking a bit of a punt here. I think he will get off that. I think he will be available in round 11, round 12, which I really like because we're going to get to the back end of the season for the North Queensland Cowboys, and they're a team that played finals last year um, and all that, and they, you know, they players went to the World Cup, did all this stuff. You think about Leilua, he didn't feature in the World Cup. He's not going to play until round 12. By the time we get to the, the you know, the period of time where we're going, okay, who are we going to rest players up there in North Queensland? I'm looking at Leilua going, you know what? He's played about 12 games in the last 50 weeks or something. I think I'm going to keep him out there on the park. So Luciano Leilua, I really like that he's coming in completely fresh. No World Cup, extended preseason. Uh, I think he plays big minutes there. I think he's too talented not to be in this starting side. He might not be there straight away when he comes back, but I think eventually he will be. And I think at the back end of the season when they're trying to rest guys, they got guys that will play Origin up there. they got guys that play World Cup, playing long season up there in the heat in North Queensland. I just think Leilua will be relevant. It's a gamble. Maybe he doesn't get off these charges. Uh, if so, that kind of fucks me. Uh, but it's a punt that I'm willing to take. I think he will, and I think there's huge upside in Luciano Leilua. So I took him pick 11. I can understand why he sat there so long because um, he is going to be out for a long period of time. But once again, I can't stress to you guys enough how much I plan for the back end of the season. Yeah, this is what I do. I pick a team for the long term, and I'm happy to be patient. I'm happy to wait. It also helps this year that I've got Nathan Cleary. So he will win me a number of games just on his own, essentially. He will goal kick and just huge, huge ceilings in a captain's league and win me enough games that I think I can fuck around and be patient with a couple of Zach Hoskins, uh, Luciano, Lua, these sort of guys. So happy to wait for him. And I think if I do wait for him and he does come off this, which I believe that he will, uh, I think I've got myself a pretty damn good pick there. You look at his games up at the Cowboys, uh, once he was sort of established and playing big minutes there, uh, pretty impressive. And he has got attacking upside as well, which is what I want for my back rowers. Good base stats. He'll get about 40, uh, but then he's got the attacking upside in him, which is just massive, and I love the North Queensland Cowboys and the attacking footy that they're able to play. So Leilua, once again, another guy that is a play for the back end of the season. I think I've had him the last three years in a row, maybe. Maybe maybe I didn't have him last year, maybe I had him the year before that, but I've always been a huge Luciano Leilua fan, uh, and I'm happy to be patient and wait for him. All right, pick 12. 
three, four, five, six. Yeah, pick 12. This will be the last one of this podcast. So at this point, uh, I didn't really have any CTWs. All I had was Campbell Graham and Carm Piero. I knew that I had taken a bit of a punt there, leaving CTWs and normally go them earlier. But to be honest with you guys, as I said, all the CTWs that I want, they all went too fucking early. And I sort of had to adjust there and go, okay, I'm going to stack my forward pack. I probably overdid it on my forward pack, which is the strategy that I kind of fucked up on a little bit. But I'll talk about that more in the next podcast because it's more relevant there, but I needed to find a CTW. I went to the board, and this was the time when I was trying to find Matt, um, Matty Tomoko. Couldn't find him. I was trying to find Isaiah Katoa. Couldn't find him. Both weren't on there. Turns out they actually were. Didn't appear in the system. Sh- shit happens, though. I can deal with that. So I thought, okay, who's the next best guy? And it's funny how it works out. Three weeks ago, I'm sitting here going to you guys. Tommy Talao defended Paul. He's not going to be in this side. A week later, I'm going, fuck, he probably will play right center. So I went with Tommy Talao. I grabbed him there. I think that he's shown over the years prior to his injury, uh, that he is a guy that is very, very talented. He's got huge upside. I like that he's going to be right center uh, for the West Tigers. Obviously, that's Adam Dewey's edge. He's very, very ball dominant. Uh, I like that he set him up for a try in the trial for a really nice line there. So, Tommy Talao, I also think that I I think John Bateman's going to land on that edge, who's fucking the offload king. So, I'm just hoping that Tommy Talao can pick up a couple of stats there. When you have a look at his games uh, in the season, you know, before he was injured, when he's playing center, He's just got good base. He's about a 25 sort of base, that guy. I think he's got attacking upside. Has got low scores in him. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, But this was the kind of situation that I found myself in when I was trying to scramble for centers late. So I went for a West Tiger center who plays outside Adam Dewey and hopefully outside John Bateman. Uh, And I think he can just get a bit of upside there. But as I said to you guys, uh, a lot of the centers that I wanted went very early. So I had to sort of think on my feet. If, if Matty Tomoko would, would have come up on the system, I would have taken him in a heartbeat there. But uh, shit happens there. Tommy Talao, I do like him. Uh, I think he will land at right centre on that good edge. So I'm happy with that. But uh, yeah, CTW is going to be an issue for me. I'll talk about the other CTWs I got towards the back end of draft. There's a couple of interesting guys we'll talk about in the next podcast. Uh, but yeah, that was sort of the midsection. That's where it got a little bit hairy for me. Jack DeBellin, I was more than more than happy to grab him as a dual position guy there as you know the best forward at the Dragons. Campiera, Pick eight, bit of a bed shit there. Probably went a little bit early on Campiero. Got a little bit excited. Um, and I'm sort of going in off just eye test there. I don't really know exactly what his base stats are like, but I do think he will score a number of tries on that edge. And I think he has got a little bit of upside to him. Sonny Luke, I'm happy with him there. I think I raised a few eyebrows there just because people haven't seen enough of this guy. I think there's the potential for him to become an 80-minute hooker towards the back end of the season. Uh, and I think even if he just plays, you know, 55, 65 minutes, which is how I see it playing out, I think he's got enough base and enough attacking stats in him to be a good pick at pick nine. Zach Hosking, big gamble, huge gamble. But if he gets that left edge spot, it's probably the value pick of the draft because he will be a 60.2 RF. Happy to take big gambles on huge upside guys in good teams. We'll see how that one plays out. Even if he doesn't get in this side, he's only one injury away from being super relevant. Even if he comes off the bench, he will still get through a heap of base stats. His PPM is very, very impressive, Zach Hosking. <laughs> he gets through so much work, it's fucking crazy. So uh, more than happy to take that punt on Zach Hosking, and hopefully it does work out. Um, so fingers crossed 
on that one. But yeah, we'll see how that one all works out. Uh, then Luciano Lua, obviously he's in a bit of curry at the moment. I think he will get off that and I think he will be in this Cowboys side and I think he'll play a lot of minutes towards the back end of the season. So I was happy to take a gamble on him there. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We throw him back to the waiver wire and we see what else we can get. And then pick 12, Tommy Tillow. I wasn't stoked with this one, to be honest with you. I thought he was probably, or he was the best center on the board, center wing on the board that I could actually see. Uh, but not confident on this guy. But if he's my fourth CTW, hopefully I can build other guys around him. Uh, happy to take that punt outside Johnny Bateman, who will create a lot of second phase footy. And hopefully Adam Dewey and uh, Johnny Bateman can put Tommy Talao into some space this year. So yeah, guys, that was sort of the hairy part of the draft. The next few picks, it's obviously very late in a 14-man comp. I took a couple of gambles in there, two that I'm very excited about, uh, which I'll talk to you more in the next podcast that I think could be very interesting. And one... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That I think if you're listening to this and you're in a draft comp and your free agent list is open right now, I think every single one of you should go and get this guy. He's coming up in the next podcast. I think he could be one of the best value players of Supercoach Draft in 2023. If it works out for him, if not, he's one injury away from being fucking fantastic. So I'll reveal that in the next podcast when we go through pick 13 all the way down to pick 18 of the Guru's draft team for season 2023. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 